exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Uh, phone lines are always open at area code 517-432-3893. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking about movies, everything about movies. Give us a call. Questions, concerns, comments. We want to hear from you. 432-3893. We're going to be talking about what's in the theaters and what's uh, playing right now at your local video store. My name is Brad Brooks, and thank you very much for joining us here on 89FM, the Impact WDBM East Lansing, East Lansing's movie alternative. Uh, let's introduce our lovely panel, as always. i got Alex Dowd. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good, Brad. Doing good. How's your summer so far? It's one weekend. Uh, pretty uneventful, but nice. nice. We'll, we'll keep us updated. All right. <laughs> All right. As always, my right-hand man, the Reverend. Yes. Reverend, how you doing? Fantastic. Enjoying the summer? Yeah. Seen okay. anything good? Yeah, I've been seeing some stuff. That's good. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, the keister, Andy Keys, on the show every week. A staple. How you doing? I'm fabulous, Brad. Thank you. Good to have you on. You're looking great. And first time ever, we have a winner of uh, Coffee Date with the Reverend, Lisa. Congratulations on last week on our second anniversary show, which went very well, if I might add. Yeah. Uh, we gave away a free coffee date with the Reverend. He's a sassy man. And we gave the opportunity for a fan to be on the show. Lisa, you won. How you doing, Lisa? Um, absolutely great. Fantastic. It's great to have you on. It's a pleasure. You get it's to sit pleasure. in on this and let us know how you feel. <laughs> if, but I want to hear later on if you are excited to see uh, Breaking All the Rules, the new Jamie Foxx movie. We'll get to that later on, things like that. <laughs> We're gra- glad to have you on. Congratulations you. once again. Um, let me ask you, you had a coffee date with the Reverend yesterday. Yes. How was it? It was great. What did you have? It was ha- nice. It was nice. What did you have? I had the caramel big chill. Caramel big chill. Ooh. He had the mocha. Ooh. Which was nice. I've hot never tried it. Hot and cold. Hot and cold. Definitely. You gotta, you gotta yeah. mix it up. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> Excellent. You guys chat for about an hour or so just on movies or? Yeah. Um, pretty much. Stuff. Mov- yeah, movies and much. stuff. So Movies and life. So you, you learned about the Reverend and Reverend you learned about the Lisa. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what it is. That's what we do here. We bring people together here on the Impact Movie Chat. Some people think we're just a show about movies. No, we bring people together. Exactly. And uh, and give us a call. If you you want us to bring you together with other people, give us a call. Phone lines are always open at 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. If you've seen any of the movies we're talking about or want to start the conversation and go in any direction, give us a call. Once again, 432-3893. 89.3. Let's uh, start into reviews. Uh, what have we seen the last few weeks? Well, not very much of anything. Uh, we did a few reviews last week. This week, we've only got one movie to review. Uh, Andy, Alex, and the Reverend checked out Van Helsing. And uh, God bless you guys for taking one for a team. Because um, I'm not going to do it. No way. Van Helsing is the uh, Steven Somers film. You may remember him. He brought you uh, the wonderful Mummy franchise. Uh, Mummy and the Mummy Returns. Uh, this one's starring Hugh Jackman. That Aussie is all over the place. He's not just on Broadway or playing uh, Wolverine. He's also Van Helsing. You may, and this is, brings all together all of the Universal monsters: Dracula, Wolfman, you know, and Frankenstein. Uh, let's start with Alex. How did you feel about Van Helsing? Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I, how, I don't how, know how to put it more bluntly. How um, bad is this movie? Very bad. Very this bad. Is, this is. This is. On par with League. It's, it's in the same wow. League wow. as the League of Extraordinary he, Gentlemen. He, he speaks the word of the truth. <laughs> and it is, he, he compares it to the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, LXG, the League. It's got three names, so that's three times a bad movie. <laughs> it's uh, that bad, Last folks. year's, one of the worst movies of last summer. 
Yes. And this it had the same kind of feel? Yeah, very much so. Ooh, that's uh, bad. Yeah, the same kind of sort of throwaway special effects. Um, absolutely no substance. Makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I, I'm not even... I'll admit, I'm not a fan of the Mummy movies, really. But... This made the Mummy movies look like Raiders of the Lost Ark, wow. <laughs> at least the first one. I think it was that bad. Um, and it particularly hurt me, I think, as a fan of the Universal Monster movies, because this does them no favors. Um, they went 50 years to throw all three of their big monsters into one movie, and they come up with Van Helsing yes. as the reason to bring yeah. them all together. Um, most, of the, most of the monsters in, these film, in this film is, are just... CGI creations with absolutely no weight to them. Um, the actor who plays Dracula helped me out on this film. Richard Roxburgh. He's awful. Made, it, I made, think. Oh, he's oh, he's that. Yeah. You may remind him as the villain of Moulin Rouge and LXG and LXG. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good in Moulin Rouge, not good in LXG, but he has so no Roxburgh, presence as Dracula whatsoever. I'm saying. Um, so they need Gary Oldman to step up. Why not? You Why know, not? bring Why him not? in. You know, add some class to this movie. That's you know? what I say. Bring in the people who have, we may also recognize as you know as Dracula, Gary Oldman, right. as the Wolfman, Jack Nicholson from Wolf. Yeah, I'm bringing <laughs> him in. Let's get these people in here. At know? least it would be fun. Robert De Niro as Frankenstein. Right. And hey, tell you the idea of the idea of bringing you know Jack Nicholson. You know he he not you know he, he has good choices, but not the greatest. Bobby D will make any movie as long as you put a big pile of cash in front of him. That's what you do. He's at the bistro eating. You drop down a big bucket of cash. Bobby D signs the contract. Movie done. Made. That's right. So not good at all. No. No. Anything Boring. redeeming about this? Um, the beginning is mildly cool. There's a there's a black and white sequence at the very beginning of the film, which is sort of a homage to the Universal Monster. I'm grasping at straws here. Okay, this one's just you bad. Know, there's, no, bad. there's nothing like yeah. about it. Even that's not good. Not really. When, I when mean, your it's, biggest it's okay. compliment is the opening is mildly cool. <laughs> that's that's all you get from me. That is bad. Reverend yeah. Van Helsing. Is there anything redeeming about this movie? Um. Okay. Uh. Maybe one or two things, but overall, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Like, is it League of Extraordinary Gentlemen bad? I, I actually thought League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a lot better. Wow. Honestly. So like, <laughs> like um, and I, well, I did, to be fair, I didn't totally hate League. Like, I thought it was okay. It was like a whatever movie. This was like bad. This was okay. just like not entertaining at all. Yes. And for the listener, for the first time, we use the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as a as a kind of litmus <laughs> test of what a bad summer. Uh, action film is right. um, so if you are sitting at home and you enjoy it we're sorry we right. have had a your taste I mean I think alright the two main problems I have the the actual plot to this movie doesn't offend me like I think the idea could be cool like Van Helsing fighting a bunch of monsters like that sounds like something up my alley uh, two big problems it takes itself seriously which is stupid like why would you make a movie like this and take yourself seriously you it should be it should just be campy and fun like the first Mummy movie. Like, I think the first Mummy movie's fun because it doesn't take itself seriously. That's why I enjoy that film. You know, I still like Steven Somers. I think, like, he has some good ideas. But the other thing is, like, this movie's just too fast. That's the other main problem. It's just extremely fast-paced. And I, I heard an interview, um, heard about an interview with Steven Somers where he said, you know, People say my movies are too slow, and Van Helsing is going to be ten times faster than any of my other films. It's like, who's who's he talking to? Like, his movies are way too fast already. I mean, I might just be an old man, which, you know, I am, but I like my movies to be a little slower and just, like, develop the characters, not, like, 
Let the movie come at its own pace. Don't throw it in my face. But but yeah, okay. So Van Helsing's bad, but I still hold out some hope for Steven Sommers. I think he could do good stuff. I like so I think there are some redeeming values to the movie. I thought Frankenstein's monster was cool looking, like the the makeup and uh I actually liked Richard Roxburgh in the film. That's something that could get me stoned to death in many countries. Wow. But I actually, I love Richard Roxburgh. I actually thought he was cool, especially because he did a little, a very different take on Dracula. Like, a, it's like a gypsy Dracula. It's like just something different. Um, and like just little things here and there. Like there's a part where uh, a vampire is looking at somebody and like you, you see their heart beating, which like they, they never reference again. But like little things like that were cool. But overall, it's just too much. It's like too much swinging, people <laughs> swinging through the whole movie. I have no idea why. This is Spider Man. Yeah, uh, just goofy, horrible, horrible little moments, and the, every every dramatic moment was just laughable and terrible. So All yeah, right. definitely so, a bad review. So definitely a bad review for yeah. Van Helsing from both from both Alex and the Reverend Andy. Van Helsing. The, is it this bad? The third bad review. Third bad review. <laughs> now, how bad is it? Is it LXG bad? I don't. Well, I'm gonna. Say, well, Alex, I've you said didn't, before. You didn't. I've said before that LXG is one of the worst movies I've seen maybe in the last five or six years. This, the, I don't wow. think it's as bad as LXG, and it's not the worst movie I've seen so far this year. But it's one of the worst. One of the worst. And so this could be on a top uh, five worst movies list. Probably. All right. Possibly. I just thought uh, throughout the whole thing. Uh, first of all, it's it's way too long. It's over. It's maybe two hours twenty minutes. Wait, two hours long. and twenty minutes. Yeah. For Van Helsing, right, should be light popcorn fluff, right. It's an action movie. It's a summer and half, movie, and maybe the first third of the movie is, is was right up until after the first third. I'm just waiting for it to end, and after I mean from then on, it's just a big furor of annoying, loud special effects. I mean, large portions of the movie are not, are completed, com- created uh, 100% out of CGI. Which also annoyed me. Again, the swinging from unknown <laughs> unknown sort. Yeah, that was annoying. Where, where uh, does the movie take place? Uh, Transylvania. Transylvania. So in Transylvania, there's always just vines hanging everywhere for people to swing. Like power lines or that's something. How they, that's how they travel. <laughs> they don't travel by horse or by foot. It's through vines. Even swinging. Frankenstein's monster is pretty he's dexterous. He wow, he's, yeah. he's got agility. Wow. I mean, he, his stunts match those of uh, Spider-Man, even. <laughs> wow. it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, the special effects throughout, throughout the whole thing are terrible, yeah. I thought. Um, they're not blended in. They, I mean... You can tell that the effects people did not work together with the photographer or with costume people or art directors or anything. The whole thing is just a big mess of a movie and really overblown, too. Uh, right. Steven Somers seems to think he's Kenneth Branagh and just really cranks. every. I mean, everything is just so uh, hyper. You know, you just want to you just want to take Summers and shake him and say, "Calm down." So it you don't have to go crazy. Making someone should movie. have taken him aside and said, "You, you know, know what? Doing an homage to all the Universal monster movies is not Shakespeare." Right? Okay, you're not <laughs> exactly creating a right. masterpiece. Um, it's a little upset. No, no mummy. From no. The, I mean, it's a, a Stephen Summers film. Separate franchise, man. I understand, but couldn't he have pulled some strings? Yeah. Could he have said, "Hey, MGM, let's let's for this movie, let's have a little license. Take the mummy over." I'm a little disappointed. A friend of mine made an interesting point that, well, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot with this movie because now that we've seen Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman, what monsters do we get for a sequel, you know? Because the problem is they're already talking. The creature and Invisible Man. (laughs) That's apparently, yeah, they're talking about Van Helsing 2. Well, the only thing we would do is that 
if you follow the uh, the traditional Steven Somers you know franchise mode, what you do is you make the first movie completely inconsequential in the first ten minutes and create a new villain who is ten times tougher than you make you make a vampire that's also Wolfman and a Frankenstein monster all in one. It's an amalgam. Done. Somebody give me a call from Hollywood. I've written Van Helsing too. Production starts tomorrow. All right. Well, listen to the Impact Movie Chat here on eighty nine FM. The Impact phone lines are open four three two three eighty nine three. Once again four three two. Three eight nine three. If you saw Van Helsing over the weekend, and I know there are a lot of you out there that did, it made fifty one million dollars, a good size, a good chunk of change. A lot of people saw this one. If you saw it, give us a call. We want to know how you felt about it. Are we just pretentious snobs? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. But I mean, <laughs> are we off base? Is this movie actually any good? Give us a call. Four three two three eighty nine three. Andy. But you know, I'll, I'll tell you something. Despite Van Helsing winning the weekend, as it's called in the industry, fifty million. You said fifty million dollars. Fifty point fifty one point two million dollars. Okay. Well, the movie cost one hundred and seventy million to make. Yeah. And that's before advertising or any of that stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if bad word of mouth does this in and it I, seriously tanks next weekend. I would say if it's gonna be a portion of bad word of mouth and a little thing called Troy. Yeah, Troy yeah. comes out. Yeah. Troy, I'm not gonna say he's a juggernaut for the summer. We're gonna review in just a minute. And this show, I mean, we should have said this at the top of the hour. This is our summer preview. Show. We're going to be talking about the summer in the latter half of the hour. If you're interested, if there's going to be a lot of things coming out this summer. I proclaimed after last summer that 2004 has got to be better than 2003. Well, we're looking at the list today, and that may not be true. We're going to be talking about this throughout the show. But yeah, I think, I think the word mouth is going to drop off. Lisa, put you on the spot here. <laughs> is there, you haven't seen it yet. No. Nope. Did you want to see it before you heard all of this from these guys? Not particularly no so this isn't so even so the bad word is just going to keep you away from it altogether i'm going to pass on that one all right so (laughs) so people have spoken we have a caller on line one caller you're on the impact movie chat how you doing hi i'm doing good um i i may be jumping your topic mode uh here but i was uh wondering uh what you guys thought about that uh new nicole kidman movie um dog something or other Dogville. dogville dogville Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, what's your name, caller? Uh, Jack. Jack. Thank you for giving yeah. us a call, Jack. Jack, I think that's what I like to call an excellent segue. We're going to just go right into, review, into previews. Dogville is coming out. You're, you, uh, you hit it right on the head. It's coming out to a local theater this weekend. Andy has actually already seen it. Mm-hmm. Andy, what did oh. you think of Dogville? I like Dogville very much. It's, um, it's very different. Not used to it. It's, uh, all the reviews that you may or may not have read about it are true. It's, uh, it's not a very straightforward drama at all. But it is very dramatic. Uh, the acting is... <laughs> Fine. It's uh, I've been calling it a cinematic equivalent of black box theater. It's just a really unconventional, uh, old-fashioned drama. It's very. It's it's the way it's written and acted and directed. It's like a Charles Dickens story. So, I I well, I just read it reading about it in the State Journal today in the What's On section. They said the whole set was like drawn. That's it right. Wasn't, there wasn't even a real. That's the way I understood it. Yeah, it's a it's a completely sparse uh, set, uh, completely flat. It's painted black with chalk outlines, and those are the houses that the characters live in. And that's the town of Dogville, is this one light town, as it were. And uh, the I guess the the mo of the movie is to eventually forget that those those chalk lines are there and be taken away by the directing and the acting. Kind of right. it's. it's uh, I don't know if you've seen this movie, Jack. It's, there's a movie from years and years ago called Vanya on 42nd Street, where which does essentially the same thing. It stars Julianne Moore and some other 
very fine actors. No, I haven't. What's it called? It's called Vanya on Forty Second Street. Hmm, it's no, just I a. Haven't. It's a it's a film version of Uncle Vanya by Anton Chekhov, mm-hmm. and yeah, it essentially does the same thing. So all right. So you excited it's, to see this, Jack? Have you have you heard a lot of the buzz for it? And you're looking forward to it, or well, this, this I, seems it like a sounded, weird film that's coming out that you might pique your interest. Well, it just sounded so different, and it sounded almost like you would be reading a book where you had to use your imagination. Um, it wasn't just laid right there in front of you like most movies. Right. And uh, uh, with the acting of Nicole Kidman lately, she she hasn't really been slouching lately. She's been doing a hell of a job, and uh, I know it's a three-hour movie, but it just it was it sounded like something I had never experienced before. So yeah, I was kind of excited about it, and uh, I think it's really great that somebody there has seen it and and likes it. So I'll definitely be taking that in. Well, then uh, give us a call next week, Jack. We're going to be reviewing it. Everyone's going to check it out next week. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it. So uh, give us a call next week. Let us know how you feel. Pardon? Give us a call next week. Let us know how you feel. Okay. All right, Jack. All right, thank Take you. Take care. Uh, leads us into previews. Dogville, rated R, from director Lars von Trier, comes out starting tomorrow. Uh, Lars von Trier is a uh, Danish director, uh, one of the uh, Dog195 uh, directors. Uh, and very, uh, Ele- uh, Element of Crime, uh, Europa, uh, Breaking the Waves, Dancer in the Dark. Uh, these are some of his films. He's uh, one of the more, uh, I don't want to say popular, but more well-known uh, Scandinavian directors working right now. Uh, this film is very high concept. It's kind of a film of ideas. This is not your uh, typical summer film, and there's a reason for it. It's not a summer film. This is a film that <laughs> came out a few weeks ago, but because we live in movie wasteland, you know, <laughs> hey, I love the Lansing area. It allows me to go to MSU, hang out in Lansing. It's a great place. But <laughs> not everything comes out here. We're not a, uh, a huge metropolis. We get a few movies here and there. Dogville came out a few months ago. It's finally trickling down to us uh, here in the summertime. This is definitely the antithesis of a Van Helsing. Uh, this, you know, it's written and directed by Lars von Trier. Uh, high concept. Uh, from what I hear, the acting performances are brilliant. And it, you know, from Paul Bettany, Nicole Kidman, uh, James Conn, Lauren Bacall, uh, Chloe Sevigny, um, Jeremy Davies, Stellan Skargard. Excellent performance all around. How does that does that sound about right? That's, would, been, that's what I've been hearing. I would agree. Yeah. It's one of the best performances yeah. of the year. It's possibly one of the best movies of the year. But definitely a high concept film. A film about ideas, um, about America at its at its base. Yeah. At its base, correct. Right. And it's not a necessarily a sunshine, happy go lucky feel of America. Well, the, correct. The Great Depression was not sunshine and roses, after all. Well, not a, well, I saw Sea Biscuit last year. And I hate to tell you. <laughs> The Great Depression rocked out. They had horse racing <laughs> and uh, um, you know apples for sale for like a nickel. I mean, they had things that were awesome. Okay, I'm joking. Um, the Depression was not a good time, hence the name. Um, but it's but it's supposed to be brilliant. And I guess you said it. I, I was reading some reviews, and I guess one of the reviews it's uh, so I bring up an idea. And this might be a little highbrow, but it's kind of a Brechtian idea of theater that this is. And you you compare it to black box cinema. Right. That it's a small you know small theater spare set not much to it and then you can see the performances and this is kind of what this film is before i've gotten from a few reviews including uh i believe it's uh peter travers and rolling stone kind of an idea where he wants to break down that wall the sets the design everything right. to help you realize that this is a film kind of like a um a Berthold Brecht uh play that the acting everything about the play you're not supposed to sympathize with you're supposed to realize that this is you know something in front of you how does that does that hold up at all i think so um 
I don't know. There's so many different ways you could interpret this. Yeah. I did think of Bertolt Brecht uh, while watching it. Although, on the other, on the other hand, um, a lot of the, those same reviews always bring attention to its style and the way it's filmed and how it's presented. And, you know, that's fine. But what a lot of those reviews miss are just the content, the actual story and the characters and being engaged in, you know, identifying with the characters, being caught up in the story. And that's what I did when I watched it. It's, uh, uh, it's just very, what I got out of it more than was not so much its style, but just the w- the way it's written. How okay. you know. This I love to say for me, this is one of my highly anticipated movies of the year at the moment. The the buzz and the press is so good on this one that I really want to check it out. It seems like something interesting, uh, something completely different from what anything I would be able to see the rest of the year, uh, even during Oscar season. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does everybody else feel about this, Alex? Do you want to check this one out? Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm going to like it or really dislike it at this point. It sounds like I could go either way on it um, because I think it, it, it's a really it's it's kind of a neat concept. Sounds pretentious, but yeah, it sounds pretty pretentious, and it could it could annoy me a lot. But yeah. but I don't know yet, so I'm going to check it out. We'll have Definitely. to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Reverend yeah. Dogville. Yeah, have you bought your ticket already? Uh, yeah. Okay. I enjoy the I enjoy the Brechtian influences of Van Helsing, but I think that <laughs> yes. this will be a little more on the mark for that. Um, no, I think the thing is, like with with pretentious movies and and gimmicky concepts, sometimes the movie can be about the concept, you know, and that doesn't always do it for me. Okay. But I think Lars von Trier is always more interested in telling a story. And I think that's the important thing, is he's telling the story. Okay. It's not it's not the gimmick that's the important thing. And we really haven't gotten into what the story of this movie is. Andy, if you can just give us a quick synopsis of what is this movie about. Nicole Kidman one day shows up at the town of Dogville, and she is on the run. She's on the lam. She's a wanted criminal. And I haven't given anything away by saying that. And so Paul, Bettany, Paul Bettany and others uh, uh, kind of take her in and, uh, oh, what's the word? acquire assimilate her into the uh, community of dogville and uh then some a few melodramatic things take place transpire right. and there are a couple surprises too so all right i'm i'm there lisa dogville yep. is this is this your kind of thing are you gonna be down with it <laughs> it sounds interesting it's i it would probably be. go see it I all right see it. so uh dogville thank you for giving us a call jack i think we're all about it uh should be interesting so we'll be talking about that one next week it's uh once again, Dogville Radar, lays from Lars von Trier. Also out this week, Breaking All the Rules, PG-13, uh, from the uh, from the director of Commandments, this bad Aiden Quinn movie with Courtney Cox from many years ago. But it's got <laughs> Jamie Foxx, Morris Chestnut, and Gabrielle Union in it. Um, filmed a few years ago, but finally comes out now. It's about a gentleman who uh, gets dumped, decides to write a book about how to get dumped, and ends up falling in love in the process. Uh, Morris Chestnut's is... Uh, I think it, from what it looks like in the trailers, his, his wacky friend, maybe a new role for Morris Chestnut, I don't know, uh, and Gabrielle Union plays Jamie Foxx's love interest. Uh, I think they're capitalizing on his uh, possible fame with uh, the movie Collateral, which is coming out later in the summer. We'll be talking about more of that later in the show. We're doing a summer preview here on the Impact Movie Chat. Uh, Breaking All the Rules is one of those films that, until about two weeks before it comes out, you've never heard of it. Now, every year, you know, let's say 300 movies come out. Every year, about 30 movies come out that you'll never hear about until about two weeks before the release, and about two weeks after, you'll never hear about it again. <laughs> Breaking All the Rules is one of those movies. Now, I'm not saying that this, that doesn't make it, make it bad, doesn't make it great, 
just makes it, you know, hard to describe and hard to get to the root of what Breaking All the Rules is about. Maybe a social commentary. I don't know. Does anyone want to see Breaking All the Rules? Has everyone heard of Breaking All the Rules? No. I, I saw a trailer for it. A trailer. Reverend, you've never a, heard a, a trailer like a month ago. Lisa? No. Not no. at all. <laughs> poster at the movie theater. Poster at the movie theater. A poster. And guess what, folks? <laughs> it's it's like The Matrix. When The Matrix came out, they were like, what is The Matrix? And you saw the flash bang of the, of the and you couldn't tell what it was. Breaking all the rules the exact same. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you don't know what it's about. What's going on? I have no idea. It's a poster in the movie theater. You see Jamie Foxx. You're like, Jamie what is Fox? this? Oh, he's got a book in his hand. What's going on? <laughs> you don't see much of it. Breaking all the rules. And Morris, out. Morris, Chest, Morris Chestnut playing Goofy. I don't know if he's playing Goofy. Oh, I just I can kind of tell he's kind of his wacky. He's not his wacky <laughs> sidekick. He's his friend, but as wacky as Morris Chestnut can be. Let's face it. He's not Bud Costello. Okay. <laughs> um, that's coming out tomorrow. That is PG-13. So. Uh, if you want to see that or any of the other films we're talking about, give us a call, 432-393. Once again, you'll listen to the Impact Movie Chat. <coughs> Excuse me. Impact Movie Chat here at 89FM. The Impact phone lines are always open, 432-3893. We're previewing what's coming out in the theaters tomorrow. Later on, we're going to be talking, uh, in the hour, we're going to be talking about uh, summer movies, what's coming out this summer that we're looking forward to. And let's, uh, let's uh, ask the question, are these movies any good? Are they worth your time? Uh, why should we care about the summer season and why can't the movies be better? We'll be talking about it in a bit. Uh, so breaking all the rules, PG-13, Dogville, Radar coming out tomorrow, and the uh, typical summer movie coming out tomorrow, Troy. Rated R uh, from Wolfgang Peterson. You may recognize that name. German director. He did Das Boot. Uh, also Air Force One, The Perfect Storm. Uh, the Never Ending Story. The Reverend loves The Never Ending Story. Yes. Uh, Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine, Ooh. which is, uh, of all time, mm. the greatest afternoon HBO movie of all time. <laughs> We've all found ourselves, those of us that have HBO, and I have it now, thankfully, on a Saturday morning, <laughs> it's a rainy day, nothing to do, you flip on HBO, there's got to be something. Enemy Mine is on. week later, same thing happened. Enemy Mine is on. Two months later, same thing. You're going to watch on a set. Guess what's on? Enemy mine. It's always on HBO. Turn HBO on right now. It's on. Okay. It was later, it was later dethroned by the Last Boy Scout. Yes, the Last Boy yeah. Scout took over, but that's yeah. you know it's because of the raw power of uh, Damon Wayans. <laughs> okay. Troy coming out. Um, for many of you, you may not know, uh, Homer wrote this epic poem called the Iliad, and it was about the Trojan War. And uh, yada yada yada, they made a movie. Okay. Um, if you don't know the story behind it, I can't help you. Uh, basically, Brad Pitt, Eric Bana. Orlando Bloom, he's dreamy. Um, Brendan, Brendan Gleeson, Peter O'Toole, Brian Cox, Sean Bean, also from Lord of the Rings, thank you. Saffron Burroughs, and uh, Sabretooth. Tyler, Tyler Mayne. In uh, <laughs> Troy, Story of the Trojan War, Paris Stills, uh, Helen, uh, launches a thousand ships, the war happens, and uh, the Trojan Horse shows up. That's the movie. Is this movie going to rock? Is this movie going to suck? Alex. I don't know. Um... Doesn't look fantastic to me, I gotta say. Um, trailers of, haven't sold me. Are you a fan of Wolfgang Peterson? Yes and no. I like uh, I like Das Boot and uh, and Enemy Mine, which I actually just found out was him. But Enemy I, Mine that was a surprise for me. Jackson Jr. and Dennis Quaid rocking you out. That's right. I do like that. <laughs> but um, the the '90s stuff, uh, like Air Force One and um, Perfect Storm. Yeah, not that big of a fan. That's of. cool, man. You want to make a movie? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Wolfgang Pearson. I'll give him his props for Das Boot. Never Ending Story, you know, I'm just saying, it's a movie called The Never Ending Story, and it actually has a conclusion and end. I'm just saying, it's weird to me. Um, 
but I'm not necessarily down with it. So the visuals aren't stunning you. No, actually, they don't. Brad Pitt's look that fantastic arms to me. aren't drawing you to the theater as we speak. <laughs> well, maybe that a little bit. Okay. But, uh, He's got long hair, man. Yeah, man. Reverend. Yeah. Troy. Um, is I, it on the list of things you have to see this summer? Uh, maybe I'd have to. I am gonna see. It's on it. the list of we'll see. Though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's just, not, just well, that stuff. There's not too many things I'm that excited about, which we'll get to later in the show. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I am a fan of Wolfgang Peterson. Uh. But I, I agree, like, it is, what have you done lately? And right. he hasn't done that much that is all that exciting. I I enjoy Air Force One as, like, a fun action movie. It is stupid, I realize that. But it, I, think, I think it's kind of fun. I love Gary Oldman and, and Harrison Ford. And you love the Ford. Yeah. You love Harrison Ford. You have to see every movie with him. Exactly. You saw Random Hearts in the theater. Absolutely. John, that's, that's, <laughs> I was that that's guy. The, that's the signifier right there. Yeah, but I think I was, like, the thing I was um, worried about was it was going to be, like, just the Lord of the Rings battle scenes for a whole movie, but I'm glad it's an it's an R-rated movie. So maybe it'll be a little raw. Uh, that might help. Hopefully, because P- if it was PG-13, I'd be much less excited. Let's let's remember SWAT from last year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be invoking last summer mm-hmm. SWAT, hardcore right. cop. You know SWAT. Dr- you know right, action right, movie. Right. PG-13. PG-13. Yeah. Come on, I need a couple headshots. I need my bloodlust. You know, satiated. I'll say a, a big seller for this movie is also. Um, Eric Bana. I really like Eric Bana a lot. You love the Hulk. I don't know how much uh, Hector is going to be in this film, but uh, hopefully a bit. What does and that mean? It's back to the... Wait, what are you talking about Hector? What's, what's with Hector? That's, that's his guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, he's, and he's going back to being harsh after taking a little break with the Hulk where he played Bruce Banner. He's uh, back to being the, the angry Eric Bana. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see it. Yeah. Finally. Keister. Uh, I'm I'm actually a pretty good fan of Wolfgang Peterson as well. Das Boat's one of my favorite movies. Uh, growing up, Never Ending Story was one of my favorite movies, and still is. I'll say that. Still good. Yeah, yeah. I still like that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I like Jonathan Enemy Mine. And uh, Alex mentioned what's he done in the '90s? He may, he did direct In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood. That's which well which done. I like a lot. Eh. John- you say eh, eh? I say yay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're both like that's the bomb. In the Line of Fire is good. Jonathan Brandis was never any story, no, too. Too, too. Yeah. And he couldn't just let me slide with that one. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong. Who's the kid in Never Any Story 1? I don't remember. Noah Hathaway is his name. You actually know. Wow. Yeah, know. Wow. Keister. Yeah. You're good. Nerd fact of the night. You want, you, hey, you know, I'll tell you something. The ladies love the Never Ending Story. Yes. All you, all you guys out there listening... Take note. First, anyway. first date. Yeah. First Lisa date. Lisa doesn't look convinced. Okay. Lisa not into never any story. So if you're on a date with a guy, he pops that in. That's the end. He doesn't seal the deal. Well, that's that's it's a walk out. It's got a flying dog. What's not to like? Anyway, I'll give you that. Flying dog's tight. But yeah, I'll I'll go see it. Uh, it is kind of nice when Peterson actually gets a star in his movie, and it's and it's kind of fun. And in this case, he has a lot of stars. There's one particular scene from the from the trailer that I liked where Brad Pitt sort of leaps up in the air supernaturally, I think. And I'm assuming he's fighting Hector in that scene, but it looks that, that still looks very Wolfgang Peterson to me, like a Wolfgang Peterson movie. So hopefully it's not just the big epic, you know, this year's, this year's Lord of the Rings clone yeah. as far as fighting and all that. And apparently the R rate, Phil, Phil mentioned the R rating and I guess it's well earned too. Excellent. So glad to hear. Lisa. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Lisa, are you going to see Troy? Um, I. You know what? It sounds interesting. Um, depending on like how big of that part that Orlando Bloom has in it. 
to be all about it because he's so so cute. He's dreamy. So, he is. He's dreamy. He There's no dreamy. doubt in it. Definitely. I do. I do like Saffron Burrows, who's in this movie. Too. Oh, okay, yeah. something for the gents. Yes. Because <laughs> there's a, I'll let you know. There's a lot of man meat in this movie. Oh. Uh, but Troy, <laughs> rated R. Thankfully, rated R. Epic film coming out along with Dogville rated R and breaking all the rules PG-13. Those will be in a theater. Near you starting tomorrow. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89 FM, the Impact East Lansing's uh, movie alternative uh, and MSU student run radio. Give us a call. Phone lines are open 432 3893. Once again, 432 3893. If you want to see any of these movies or you saw Van Helsing and loved it, hated it, give us a call. Also, time for the summer movie preview. We do this, well, it's once a year because the summer comes once a year, so we do it. <laughs> Once a year. And we're going to break down kind of what's coming out, what we're looking forward to, what we're going to hate uh, to see this summer, uh, what we're going to check out. And then, you know, summer officially starts, you know, June, uh, it was the 21st with the Equinox. Uh, not in Movie Land. In Movie Land, it's, in, the future, in the future, it's going to start in February <laughs> and going to run until January 1st, and that'll be it. Uh, but for the time being, the summer starts the first week of May. Uh, it's been going on for a few weekend. That's for a few years. Uh, I would say since the Mummy uh, came out, came out the first week of May in '99, kind of launched that. You can really set a movie off the first week of May. Before that was Memorial Day weekend, uh, and now it goes on through uh, into August and into trickles into September occasionally. Though August is kind of the, the wasteland. It's kind of where the summer movies that were going to be hot end up going to die. Uh, <laughs> August is like the cousin of February. You think those movies in February sucked. August... Wait till you see August. Wait till you see yeah. August. It's like February's like little more exciting like cousin who's <laughs> just as crappy. You know? that's, that's August for you. So guys and lady, um, when, what are some of the movies that you're looking forward to seeing this summer? What are some of the things that you just you can't stand to... You know, you're going to kill yourself if you miss Andy. Me? Give, me, give me a nugget. Give me a couple that you're just dying to see, and maybe the, one you, you don't want to see at all. Well, the only one that I'm really uh, that I'm absolutely jonesing to see is uh, the third Harry Potter film. Harry Potter been, and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Right. Which has been directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who's made kiddie movies before, really good ones. He, he directed Little Princess, which is a great uh, family movie. Uh, he also directed the best movie of 2002, Ituma Matambien. The best yes. movie in my mind, anyway. Also for the kids. Yeah. Yes, that one's... Also, it, well, it's a big kids game is what it yeah, is. Yeah, you can take the kids to that one. Right. I, I, I plan to show my children that one all the time. <laughs> uh, so, Alfonso Cuaron. So, Prisoner of Azkaban, Third Harry Potter, you're into it. Yeah. Now, is he going to be able to break out of the Christopher Columbus mold, or is he going is, is to just stuck with that? Well, is he going to break some flair? I'm sure Rowling is uh, assigned a few things that he has to adhere by, according to interviews and things that I've read with him, but... What I have, the information that he that he's divulged on on the production, it's supposed to be very different, and he's used a lot of unconventional things to make the movie. All right. So yeah, Excellent. I'm excited. I I, I I like the first two Harry Potters. I think they're great, but they are just cookie cutters. You know, they're just they're they're softballs. They're they're easy game. They're not hard. It knocked it out of the park. The fans love it. But they didn't take any risks. They didn't take any chances. Imagine if Terry Gilliam had done That would have been interesting. <laughs> but Coron, different type of director than Christopher Columbus. Uh, let's see. All right. Anything else you're looking forward to? Oh, there's a few. There's the, uh, well, a lot of people may or may not be looking forward to this, but there's The Terminal, the new Steven Spielberg movie with Tom Hanks. Catherine Zeta-Jones and yes. Stanley Tucci. Of whom you are a fan of, of the Zeta-Jones. I'm, I'm a fan of the Zeta. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, what it looks else? cute, but I don't, I'm not sure if it's a comedy. It could work, but at the same time, it could be really sad. Well, I mean, the, not uh, a sad as in pulling my heartstrings, just sad as in a, a sad, a bad movie. Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, what else? <coughs> the uh, I was a fan of The Born Identity from a couple of years ago. As a fun throwaway movie. I know you weren't. Oh, I but, hated that movie. But the uh, the next the the uh, sequel to that, The Born Supremacy, is coming out, which is directed by Paul Greengrass, who made uh, Bloody Sunday, which I liked. And I guess the script ha- is uh, by an uncredited Brian Hedgeland. Ah, so nice. well, yeah, that's I, I love that's when exciting. Writers don't get credit for movies. That <laughs> just sticks it to them. Like David Mamet with Ronan, totally, for example, <laughs> totally. All yeah. right. So that, I mean, that's exciting. Uh, King Arthur. I'm a fan of Antoine Fuqua. He may not make great movies, but he makes good ones. Man. And okay. uh, Stellan Skarsgård is in it. Okay. And he's always he's always worth a look to me. And it's uh, the photography was done by my favorite living cinematographer, a Polish man named Slavomir Itziak. So it'll be pretty, all right. at least. Well, those are some excellent choices. I don't think I'll be going to the theater with you at all this summer. <laughs> we'll, we'll see Harry Potter together. The rest, we, well, you know, you go to your movie, I'll go to mine. Lisa, is there anything that you really want to see this summer? Oh, definitely Harry Potter. Harry Potter? Yep, that's like... Punch your ticket already there. Definitely. Definitely. Are you looking forward to Spider-Man 3? Two. 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 Well, are you looking Don't forward to that one? Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit. I'm just interested to like see what's going to happen next, so that might be on the agenda. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Any other ones you're kind of yeah. looking forward to? Or um, just kind of wait to see what comes just, up? Yeah, there? just basically. Mood strikes you? Definitely. What All was right. that? Take to see how the mood strikes you. Yeah, there you go. You know what? I'm going to see... The Garfield movie. You know, why not? <laughs> Which leads me to ask the question, why the Garfield uh, movie? I don't know. Alex, what are you jonesing for this summer? What, what at the end of August, you know, just this about to turn into September, what if, when you put your to-do list and you've scratched everything off, what's on the list? What okay. have you done? Um, How did you spend your last summer in East Lansing? Yes. Um... Spider-Man 2, certainly, I will be seeing. Um, I, I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, thought thought uh, Sam Raimi did Spider-Man justice, and um, this one, I think, could be even better based on based on the preview. So I'll be checking that one out along with every other person in America, I guess. Um, the Village, I want to see, actually. The new, yeah, the new uh, Shyamalan. Um, I'm a fan. I like his stuff. Uh I haven't seen his first film, actually, um, which the, the title escapes me. Gentlemen? Uh, uh, who, who? Not the Sixth Sense, <laughs> the one before. Before oh, the Sixth oh, Sense. Oh, Wide Awake? Wide Awake, oh, yes. sucks. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not too good. This is what I hear, but um, I like Sixth Sense, I like Unbreakable, I like Signs, let's, uh, let's go for four. Yeah. Um, go for the cycle. Let's yeah. See if it works out. And I guess Open Water is one I want to check out a lot. Ooh, open naughty. Open Water, sharp. Yeah. Um, true story about a couple people who basically get stranded in the middle of the ocean while out scuba diving, I believe, and sharks begin to circle them, and uh, that's the story. How do you get stranded in the middle of the ocean? I don't know. They're boat leaves. I, okay. Some jerk. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, hey! I don't know how okay. it happens. Well, it's a true story, Brad. Accept right, well, it, right? I'm just wondering. Wondering if you do. How do they get stuck uh, in the it, ocean? It looks water. interesting to me. Open water. Okay. Is there anything that's on the list for summer that there's no way in a million years you'll go see? Um, I got a list over here. See, I don't know. With me, I I will think something looks terrible. I went and developed Van Helsing kind of maybe sort of expecting that I would not like it, but I don't really put a whole lot of limits on what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, I, I'll see close to anything, I think. All right. Just to give it a shot, you know. Wow. Um, 
I can't think of anything off the top of that my head that I'm going to deliberately avoid this summer. Don't worry, I'll, I have the list set up. So <laughs> okay. I'll let you know in just a second. Reverend. Yes. What are you jonesing for? Um, well, first off, there's a bunch of uh, <coughs> foreign films that are just now being released in the States, which is cool. Fun. Um, Mix it up. Yeah. Uh, Juan, which is uh, roughly translated as The Grudge, which is a Japanese movie, is supposed to be really cool. But they're, they're working on a remake right now, and it's one of the few cases where we'll get to see the original version before the remake, which is nice. Um, there's a, a, a movie called Hot Tension, which is supposed to be like a cool thriller. And uh, they're finally releasing the original version of Godzilla. Uh, in the theaters, which yes. I'm really excited about. The original yep. Toho um, version. No Raymond Burr. It's just all original. Yeah. Excellent. It's it's coming around here for a limited time, and I'll, I'll definitely track it down. Yeah, so I agree with you. That, that's <laughs> yeah. on my list of things I must see this summer. Um, yeah, uh, so in terms of bigger movies, uh, Spider-Man 2 is probably my, the one I'm most looking forward to. You enjoyed I, the first one quite a bit. It was on your top ten. Absolutely, yeah, top three probably of that year. Because I was like, it was like E2 Mama, Gangs, and Spider-Man. I think we were like, I loved all those movies. Um, nice little trilogy there. Yeah. That's nice. And, uh, and I love the, how the trailers just say the story continues. I think that is really classy and cool. And I, I think it looks, I mean, they brought everyone back. You know, it's not like one of those awkward sequels that wasn't right. thought out ahead of time. Like the Batman franchise? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and one, one more I'll throw out there. Uh, well, Harry Potter, too. I think Harry Potter. Harry Potter's going to be awesome. But um, also, uh, Jim, new Jim Jarmusch movie, Coffee and Cigarettes. Right. Um, right. I'm really looking forward to that. It's just basically little little scenes that uh, Jim Jarmusch has been filming since the 80s, I guess. And he uh, put them all together mm-hmm. as one film. And looks I think it's out within the next week or so. Yeah. I think it comes out limited like, release, yeah. but yeah. you'll have to search online and yes. figure out where it's at. Yeah, I was I was actually going to talk about how I specifically don't want to see Garfield, but then use Bill Murray as a segue into wanting to go see Coffee and Cigarettes oh. instead. Yes. <laughs> so, Makes sense. He is the yeah. voice of Garfield. Yeah. That's too oh, bad. That's, that movie's a shame. Gar- okay, you know what? there it is. Right Garfield. Now, I'm Gar- avoiding that. Garfield. I'm avoiding it because just <laughs> yeah. thinking about the movie is giving me kidney stones. Well, when I, when I first it. heard about it, they said, "Well, they're making." Gar- first, I heard they're making Garfield into a movie. I thought, "Oh God, that's terrible." But then I heard Bill Murray was going to be in it, and I thought, "Well, Bill Murray as John Arbuckle would be kind of cute with an yes, animated it would. cat." And then I find out, no, Bill Murray is the voice of Garfield, and who's going to play John? Brecken Meyer. Breckenmeyer. No, thank you. Yes, <laughs> I hate to. <laughs> Breckenmeyer, love him and leave him. I usually enjoy him in his failed NBC comedies, uh, <laughs> not on the big screen. Yeah, bad John. He would. Bill Murray would be a great John, but let's face it. I, I mean, I don't hate Garfield, the the, the, the comic strip. Right. But who's really still Jonesing for Garfield? I mean, we grew up on those Garfield specials, that Halloween special, mm. pretty tight when I was a kid. I have to admit that. But let's face it. I'm not. Clamoring for a Garfield movie, and he's dancing in the trailer. Since when did Garfield dance Garfield's and move too around? Fat to dance. He's lazy. He sleeps. <laughs> he built, that's the only his thing. He gets up is to get something to eat. That's exactly. Garfield. Then that's turn him into a party that animal. That's not Garfield. That's not that dumb. <laughs> that's Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> Man, they need to bring Spuds, Spuds McKenzie needs his Absolutely. own movie. Absolutely. <laughs> get Bud Light on that. One. All right. Eighty-nine FM. The Impact. You listen to the Impact Movie Chat. We're talking about movies for the next fifteen minutes. Give us a call, 432-3893. We're talking about summer movies. If there's anything uh, you're planning on seeing this summer you're looking forward to, give us a call. If there's anything you're definitely going to stay away from, give us a call, too. 432-3893. For me, the Potter, Spider-Man, on the list. 
Um, Terminal, I'm, I'm waiting to see, have to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to Godzilla. Uh, Zatoichi, <coughs> speaking oh, of foreign yeah. films. Yeah. Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. Looking forward to it. Um, I've seen a little bit of the uh, the original classic. It's the films, the yeah. the Japanese films. That, uh, is it Beat, uh, Beat Katana? He, he has two names. Oh, uh, yeah. Beat Takashi. Beat Takashi. Or Takashi Katana. Katana, yes. yes he's, he's got two names. Depends on whether he's acting or directing. He does both. Stars as the uh, blind samurai Zatoichi. Uh, great reviews. Miramax film. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, what else am I... I guess... There's not really is I guess I proclaim that this summer would be a lot better, and then I've gotten to it. No, Shrek two. I'm looking for the villain. Okay, you want? Okay, I'll, that's what I want to see. You want to know what I want to see? Shrek two. I hate Shrek. Yeah. I'm the only person who hates Shrek. I, I think you are on the planet. Shrek. You're looking some at somebody like, who hates Shrek. Some people oh. are like, oh, I don't like Shrek. I hate Shrek, and Shrek two. No mas. Break out the Spanish. No mas. Okay? I don't need a sequel to that movie. The problem is, all of America loves Shrek, and by the time I finally got to see it on video, because I didn't think it would be good, and when I don't think something's good, Alex, I don't go to the theater. I don't pay, waste my money on it. I'll wait. But why? Because I want to wait. You can't be sure. I, I'm pretty sure. I have a, there's a 99% chance that if I think a movie's bad, if I see it, it's bad. And this isn't just, a, you know, I predestined the movie to be bad. It's I I have enough I know what my taste and my flavor is, I can figure it out, okay. Okay. Shrek two, definitely not my taste. Definitely <laughs> not my flavor. It's on the list. That's on the list. Um, another movie that is just like it's given me pains intestinally. Um, White chicks. Ooh. Okay? Oh. Okay. Yeah. White chicks. Everyone forgot about it. Yes. Worst movie of the year. I'm putting that the list I've, right I've now. I'm trying to forget I, about I, it. Right? Guess what? I may sneak into a theater to see this. I will not drop down money. And I'm not saying and that anyone should do that. It's illegal and <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> so that's definitely not the, the belief here. But I am not paying for this movie. But I may see it just so I can stand triumphantly and say, that movie sucked. Let's second caller. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How are you doing? Doing good. Are you interested? Is there anything this summer you're looking forward to seeing? Or... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to quite a few things. Um, I, I mean, definitely Harry Potter and Spider-Man, just like all of you guys. But um, one thing is Life Aquatic, Wes Anderson's Life Aquatic, I think. I'm really looking forward to. That, that's coming out? It's that's... supposed to be out at the end of the summer, yeah. Oh, okay. It's possibly oh. might have a late August release. <laughs> okay. And well. then a small French movie called Love Me If You Dare. It's a romantic comedy that's just entering the States now. Also really, really good. Huh. And as a guilty pleasure kind of thing is uh, Richard Gere and Jennifer Lopez's Belly Dance <laughs> <No>. <laughs> after the Japanese uh, movie of the same name. But I think it looks cute. And it's ballroom dancing, so how can you go wrong? No, you cannot. Well, thank you for giving us... Is there anything else? Is there anything this summer that you you won't see no matter what? Um, sorry, Keister, but I don't think I'll be seeing King Arthur. Alrighty. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I might be feeling you on that. I, I, don't know. I, I feel it completely on that. It, yeah. I'm, no. you are shooting an arrow in a corset. Well, not even a corset, like a strap. <laughs> we are, I'll just, with that, I'll just say we all go to different movies for different reasons. Uh, in this case, wh- it's, what's her name? Knightley it's not one of them. No, Kira Knightley's not one of them. <laughs> Kira Knightley's so. not the reason. You're going for Clive Owen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the Star's Guard and lots of other people. All right. Well, thank you very much for giving us a call. Thank you. Have a nice night. Take care. 
Long, phone lines are open four three two three eighty nine three. About ten minutes left in the show. The basement's going to come up next. Going to rock us out with the best in local music. So you definitely want to stick around after that. We got ten minutes left. Give us a call four three two three eighty nine three. Once again four three two three eight nine three. If there's anything this summer you're jonesing to see, you can't wait. Give us a call. Let us know. Let's go back to what I don't want to see. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, the, the Riddick uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, Vin, Vin Diesel uh, made Pitch Black. And apparently Hollywood decided he was the bomb. Instead of just like, you know, a Schwarzenegger knockoff and uh, like we need another one of those. Uh, and they decided to do a sequel. And you know who should be a sidekick? James D- Dame Judy Dench. Word. Okay, I'm sorry. The Chronicles of Rick looks stupid. I will not be seen there. Um, I-, I don't feel King Arthur. I'm sorry. Not, it, just, it just doesn't look like my cup of tea. I'm sorry. Catwoman. Ooh. I need someone to call in and tell me why I should see Catwoman because there is no reason for me to see Catwoman okay I'm not looking forward to it don't want to see it and Anchorman the new Will Ferrell I'm not really not Jonesing so but you know it could be the kind of thing I, I laugh at but I might not enjoy you're well, fascist Brad I, I must say I thought this you know what I thought that someone was going to rock and you know what it does not. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. Hey, I have a comment about Garfunkel. I'd like to know why Judge Reinhold was not cast as John in Garfunkel. I as, think as Gar- in Garfield? Or, yeah, as John in Garfunkel. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be good. Judge Reinhold. But I, he has no career, but that's probably wait, 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 a big Everything. loser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that he has no career, so we should have this movie ah, locked up. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's your own question. A, it could have been a real good comeback for him, and I Man, think you, the two of them playing off might have actually saved that movie. But you guys are right. That's you. Not. You have to move out to Hollywood right now. Join a casting agency. Say, hey, I would have picked Judge Reinhold for for John, not well, Rick Meyer. They will hire you on the spot. Like, he looks like John. He looks <laughs> he like John. If you think about it, he really does. I mean, he just kind of got that vibe. So I think you're totally correct, and thank you yeah. for giving us a call. <laughs> you're welcome. Take care. Phone lines are open. Few minutes left. Four three two three eighty nine three. Once again, four three two three eight nine three. Reverend, I'm fe- you know who I'm feeling for, John? Who? Edward Norton. That's yeah. who. That would be my choice, and have it directed by the director of American History X. There you go. That's my version. That's a dream project. <laughs> Which mean, I hate that movie, you mean, by the way. You mean, you mean, you mean Ed Norton? Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, I just want to check. A uh, lot of problems with that one. Oh, what else is coming out? I guess another movie that um, I don't want to see, only because I love the original. I think the original is a, is a political classic. It's a masterpiece. It's an amazing film. It's John Frankenheimer's The Manchurian Candidate. Ooh. Jonathan Demme decided, hey, let's remake that. And you know what? Why not? Let's do that. I don't want to see this one. I've, I've checked it out. I've seen the original. The original rocks so hard. There are a few times when a movie rocks so hard that you can't make remake this film. One of those I would have thought would have been Psycho, but <laughs> thank you, Gus Van Sant. Uh, Manchurian Candidate. Does anybody want to see The Manchurian Candidate? I'll go and see it. Yeah. Despite, despite the fact that The Manchurian Candidate by John Frankenheimer is one of the greatest movies ever made, I think, I'm just going to try my best to put that out of my mind for two hours while I watch the new Demi version. And I've seen trailers for the remake. I'm 
I'm trying to I'm trying to sell you on this bread. Oh, I'm I'm I've, trying. I've seen the trailers for it, and it looks like it might be kind of fun. Okay, I think. Okay, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the original movie, and not only am I going to see this, I also think it's going to rock. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it out there. I think it's uh, going to be pretty tight. Alex, try to once again. Let's. Do uh, it. I'm not going that far, but uh, I'll see it. You know, I mean. The last Jonathan Demi remake was uh, Truth About Charlie, which I have nothing positive to say about. But uh, <laughs> the remake is Shred. The remake is Shred, yes. Um, but uh, give it a shot, you know. Okay, I I will give it a shot. I will see it. All Though right. will I be able to, will I be able to suspend my disbelief and act like the original never happened? I don't know anything about the original. <laughs> no, I will not be able to. It's going to be difficult, but I will try. Um, here's a question for you, and this one to ponder. Jonathan Demme's next film. What else will he remake? What's his next remake? Because he is a remake director. Uh, he's, I guess, like uh, a bad hip-hop artist. They just remix some things and throw out some rhymes. That's what Jonathan Demme does, but poorly. So he's a poor hip-hop you know, he director. Should, I've heard he's going to remake Steven Soderbergh's remake of Ocean's Eleven. Okay, he's going to remake that's, it. That's what I've heard. That's With high school heard. kids. No. With high school kids. Yes. Okay. Maybe um, he should remake, remake uh, Silence of the Lambs. Which well, he already directed. Which I've been, well, I've been waiting for that remake of Casablanca. <laughs> Boom, there you go. Jonathan Demme. It's set during uh, Vietnam. No, it changes it completely. Sociopolitical, everything. All right. Uh, phone line's still open, 432-3893. Uh, there's a lot out. And, you know, this summer is a season. We have to, It's a lighter season. It's not as serious. But we have to still be entertained. And, you know, I would hope for a lot more... You know things like signs, or hopefully maybe the village, something that's that's entertaining but still not stupid. Right. A lot less. You know. You know what the perfect summer movie is? Spider Man mm-hmm. gets the story right. It's a fun time. It's got character development. It's got good acting. It's got a good. It's a good fun time. It's an enjoyable film. You know, the Reverend might put it on his top three. I just enjoyed the movie. Thought it was great. Yeah. We need more. So that's what a summer movie should be. It shouldn't be Van Helsing. Yeah, if they're if they're entertaining, then that's really all that I require out of summer movies. I I don't usually end up liking a lot of the movies I see in the summer, but I'm a sucker for the season anyway. You know, oh, like yeah. going into May, I want to see these movies. I want to see these big dumb blockbusters, and if they're fun, then I'm okay with them. You know, but my problem is if a movie is so big and so dumb, I have a hard time finding right. fun in it. Right. If it's you know, I guess when I was when I was 14, Independence Day was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I saw it when I was 19. I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yes. And not good at all. Right. Like, that's the kind of thing. If it's a big, dumb movie, it's hard to be entertaining. So we'll have to see. Uh, Speaking of Independence Day, the day after. Mm -hmm. Um, Tomorrow. The day after tomorrow, you thought aliens were a menace. No. Global warming. Global warming. (laughs) And that's a little more realistic. I'll tell you, global warming is not Mac compatible. Aliens are. We can fight aliens. Can't fight global warming. Take that, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Let's see Impact Movie Chat. We're winding down. We're going to remind you. The basement's up next. We want to remind you, we have our own message board. If there's anything, if we get off the air and you're like, oh, that movie I want to see, or oh, I had that idea for the list, go to our message board. It's at the Impact website of uh, impact89fm.org. Look at it. You'll see a little thing that says message board. Scroll down. You're going to find the Impact Movie Chat message board. There's lots of fun things going on there. Uh, and if, if there's anything you wanted to mention, pipe in during the show. We didn't get a chance to. Go there. It's impact89fm.org. Gentlemen, and Lisa, is there anything you want to talk about before we close this out? I think despite being based on an Isaac Asimov story, iRobot's not going to be good at all. iRobot's not going to be good. The new, it's yeah. with Will Smith and Bridget, Bridget Moynihan. Uh, it's going to suck. 
Yeah. That's, and, uh, that's my prediction. And I mean, maybe... Yeah. That's, does, anyone, does anyone think it's going to be good? I, no. I don't see how it could be good. I mean, after watching the trailer, it just looks terrible. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think it looks god-awful. Okay. I think the caller who mentioned Life Aquatic, I, I feel that. Um, if, if it does indeed open in the summer, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot, I guess. But if it doesn't open in the summer, I forget you don't care. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No. It comes into September. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Technically... Summer doesn't end till September 21st. Ooh. Hey. All right. Uh, now it's the, uh, it's the uh, equinox there. Solstice in the summer, I said. Thanks, equinox. Brad. I get Sorry, it. Sorry, I had to redo it. Um, and also, <laughs> let's remember, Princess Diary 2 comes out. Hey. And Raising Helen. And Raising Helen. Two Gary Marshall sum- movies in the same summer. No way. Guess waiting. what? I'm happy as a kitten right now. Can't, can't, I can do no wrong. Two Gary Marshall movies out in the same season. I've made my year. 2004 does rock harder than 2003. <laughs> Take that, 2003. All right. We're going to wrap it up. It's been a great show. Uh, for uh, Alex, for the Reverend, for Andy, for Lisa, congratulations on uh, winning the coffee date with the Reverend. I'm glad you Thank had a good you. time. It was a good time. Excellent. And for our engineer, Jeremy, I'm Brad Brooks. We'll be on next week uh, rocking out with more uh, movie information. Uh, stick around. The Basement's up next. Have a safe night. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.